Hey, welcome to episode 56. We made a podcast. If it sounds a little different, that's because big Brazilian billionaire Caesar is not sitting next to me this time. We have a gulf between us. Uh, we're doing a little something kind of kind of different uh, this time. Caesar already recorded on his own his World Cup matches recaps. Um, I haven't listened to most of it. I listened to a little bit of it. I had to stop because it was hilarious. I started laughing. I didn't want him to influence me. Uh, but I'm going to be recording me, Bam. I'm going to be recording my uh, <laughs> you know, my recaps of the games. Um, basically, we're going to be covering Argentina, Croatia, big dog status there, Brazil, Costa Rica, um, and a couple other games, just uh, mention them really fast. Um, but yeah, we're going to be, we're, we're doing it separately this time. Unfortunately, I can't have my homie next to me. Uh, it's Saturday morning. We were going to record together, but some things happened. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? You know, we'll be back next week with the uh, best football podcast ever, honestly. Um, yeah. Um, Make sure you check us out on social media at We Made It Podcast on all social media, Twitter, Instagram. We Made It Podcast on Facebook. Um, we're also, um, you know, we made it podcast.com for all your needs. There is a donate button there if you want to support the, the journey. Um, also, we're on Spotify now. Finally, uh, Simplecast got their stuff together and got us on Spotify. So you can... You know, I don't really know how it works, but I guess you can subscribe to us on there and, um, yeah, you know, share it with your friends. We also got some stickers. Hit us up on social media. Be like, hey, I want a sticker. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, we'll send send you a sticker and a postcard. Um, but, yeah, let's get into it. Episode 56, We Made It Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Z's from We Made It Podcast. I kid you not, this is take 1,000, but we're going to keep pushing. Doing something a little different this week. Usually, you know, you get the... One two combo, best one two combo in, in soccer podcast history, me and Bam. But we're gonna change it up, see how it works. This may never air, but if it does, what up? And I hate it. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get right into it. Two big, big couple days of soccer this week. Argentina played, Brazil played, and they both were on opposite sides in terms of results. First game, Argentina lost 0-3 to three to Croatia, and man, it was it was a rough game to watch. Um, it looked, first of all, the lineup that Sao Paulo put out, who were those people? I heard some of those names, I'm like, did they just steal Italians? I don't know why they have wild names like that, what's going on? It was weird. I was uncomfortable. It was a 3-5-3 of some sorts. I don't even know. Meza started on the left. What am I, what is even happening right now? But, of course, I'm not Sampoli. Um, I'm not coach of Argentina. Because if I was, I wouldn't be running a 3-5-3 or whatever that was. I'm probably doing this totally wrong. Anyway, so the game started um, off top before the game even got to the pitch. Messi... Looked like he did not want to be there. I mean, the man during national anthem had his head down. It was really and like rub. Looked like he had a migraine or something. I was like, "You good, dog?" No, I'm not. I'm not gonna pretend like 
you have to be some military man and stand upright with shoulders broad and blah, blah, blah. But he looked like he didn't want to be there. And it was really weird. And I don't know. I I mean, he's already looked like he hasn't want to be, didn't want to be there from the first game till now. And But this is this is ridiculous. And honestly, to address this, if anybody is out here saying that Argentina isn't a talented team, Messi's quote-unquote carrying the team to, to the World Cup, let me tell you something. If you said that, you have not watched a single Argentina game because they didn't get carried by Messi into the World Cup. They actually almost lost their way out of World Cup. They didn't almost they almost didn't make it to the World Cup if not by a a rigged Ecuador game that featured a B team of domestic players that probably were D2 I never seen in my life. Why on the last game of qualifiers that will let Argentina enter into the World Cup would Ecuador bring out the B squad? No, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. That's BS. So you know, but I'm not here to rise investigations. The the FBI already has enough on their hands. They uh, they don't need to investigate this. Anyways, back on I'm ready to get off topic. See, this is why I need my calls. I'm terrible at this. Um, yeah, Messi. He doesn't want to be there. The man shows no ambition, no heart, no desire. Granted, you can say that everybody shows their leadership in different ways. There's leaderships. There's leadership qualities that are shown through hard work, vocal. Um, you know, different methods, but I don't see any of that. His play style doesn't doesn't convey a leader, you know, and, and, and yeah, he maybe has shown in moments and shown brilliance and magic and talent. And I'm here to say off top that he has the one of the most talented players in the whole world. When he gets that ball, it's scary and it makes me uncomfortable, but he, should he be wearing a captain band? No. Is he going to lead his troops through the fire of adversity? No, that's not the case. He seem he 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 like he has the the demeanor of sulking. He sulks when he walks. He 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 has his head down. It's it's not the kind of person that when things are getting rough, I'm looking at and he's over there putting in work. And I hate to do this every single time. When you look at Ronaldo, the guy's hustling. He's motivating. They were down, and 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 in the first game against Spain, there was moments they were down. And he was not the one to be soaking, walking around. He looked like he was fired up and motivated. That's what gets you to work even harder. And you need that. You know, and who knows how Portugal, how far Portugal go, who knows Argentina, how far Argentina will go. For right now, though, looks like Argentina might be going home a little early, even though you already know FIFA, it doesn't work like that. World Cups don't work like that. Some magic might come out. He might score three goals the next game, and then all of a sudden the media is going to be all over him. Messi's back, silencing the doubter, blah, blah, blah. We know how it goes. We made a podcast, keeps it real, and, and we don't do that around here. As for the game, 0-3, to three, um, even if they win the next game, I think that Sampoli needs to be let go. I mean, terrible tactics. This team... People saying that this team is not deep, as weak, is just blasphemy. They have star players from some of the biggest clubs in the world. Dybala, Higuain, Di Maria is a, a top-tier player. Just star, high-level players. Allegedly, Ultimendi is an amazing defender. I have BS since day one, but I never liked him. But allegedly, he's a great defender. You know, and, and to say, there's and you lose to a team where I, they, they subbed in 
uh, a striker, for another striker, one place for Eichen Frankfurt. I'm like, who's this dude? And he just made and he just made a gift from Caballero look like one of the goals of the year. It was gorgeous. It was terrible. Argentina is terrible. Tactics are terrible. Tempoli thrived with teams that need he could command hustle, hard push, hard work, grind. Teams like Chile, even Sevilla will do it for him a little bit. But expecting that kind of style from a star-studded team with Kun Aguero and and Messi, that's not that's not what they're about. You need a guy who manages high-level talent well. You need a manager that brings out fire from 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 quote unquote you know not as elite players. That that's what Sampoli does. So Argentina looked atrocious. Um, I'm be real with you. The game against the Super Eagles, I I can't imagine them stopping Musa. Musa's a baller. I can't believe he plays for Leicester, and then Leicester's been loaning him out to CSKA Moscow. Every time I see Musa play, he's a baller. I don't. Maybe he doesn't play well in that terrible four four two, but he's a baller. <sighs> yeah, this is really weird. Like I said already by myself, but I'm actually kind of having fun. Um, let's hit the next here. Let's see. Let's see. Brazil. Brazil. I'm be real with you, and everybody knows I'm the most biased Brazil fan in the whole world. Off top, I I am obsessed, and I'm very biased. But that was a rough game to watch. Plus twenty plus shots, eight plus on target, or whatever the number was on target. No goals for ninety minutes. Brutal. Almost goals don't do it for me. Goals do it for me. Gabriel Jesus, the last two games has been. Almost balling, played really well, doing great moves off the ball. He's shown to me that he had a lot. Previously, his footwork was pretty raw, in my opinion. It looks like he's getting a little better, and he's almost there. He's so he's so young; it's crazy. He's developing in the starting lineup for Brazil's national team, but whatever. Um, he's making all the almost goals, and I almost feel bad for him. But no, damn it, just make the goals. If you would have told, if you put a gun to my head and told me he was going to score the first two goals of the World Cup for Brazil. I would not have told you Coutinho, whoa, <laughs> Coutinho making these goals, clutch, and Neymar though. We got we to gotta talk about the, the, the face of the team. Now, during that game, once again, fouled like crazy, ridiculous, but as has been talked about on the show before at PSG, this is what, this is what it is. The man hits, gets hit a ton. I don't feel bad for him. He knows what it is when he walks on the field. If Neymar walks onto the field and expects anything less than being fouled, then he's already walking into a dangerous situation for himself and his future as a player. That's not what it is. You need to come in there and and, and you need to make adjustments. He seems like he's able to do all kinds of talented skills and abilities to to create and creativity to make basically this magic happen. Magisterial, as Ray Hudson would say, who, by the way, owes us a shout out. You whack for that. Neymar needs to adjust his game. You're not going to survive playing this game of getting hit. Granted, you could say, oh, people are hitting him. But his style is is attracting contact. Yes, there's been many moments in the game where he was just getting hit in a run of play while he's running. That's not something you can avoid. I agree. But he did it again this game. He's been doing it a lot. I don't know if it's something I didn't notice before, but Bam pointed out, but the dribbling backwards slowly 
without passing it and just like getting kicked and kicked. It's unnecessary. It's pointless. I don't get why you're doing it. It's not productive. I don't even like analytics. I'm sure analytics wise, it's even bad too. Like it, it needs to stop because unless you, because you've already been hurt from it, and you can get hurt again. And if you get hurt in another World Cup again, a country that already is very fringe on approval and, and likeness of Neymar is going to go pretty south because how how much more can you count on this kid to come through? He's not 19 anymore. He's not the 20-year-old we were counting on. He He's in his mid-20s. It's starting to become now or never, dog. We got to see it come through. Addressing the game, Costa Rica did what I expected to do. Costa Rica was just tightening up on defense and just trying to counterattack, but I'm be real with you. You're not going to get nothing off counterattack if you don't got my boy Joe Campbell out there. If you don't got my boy Joe Campbell out there, you ain't going to get nothing off. You're not going to get that off. Brian Reese is playing super deep. I it was everybody was deep. I didn't even know who their striker was. I totally forgot. I'm like this. They're just playing all defenders. Um, they brought Bolanos in the game. Bolanos has been playing since the like the '06 World Cup. What? Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so. Costa Rica was just, you know, keeping it tight, trying to prevent Brazil from creating. Brazil's still able to create. I think Paulinho played a lot better this game. Um, Fagner, I think Fagner out there right back instead of Danilo, it wasn't necessarily a downgrade, and it wasn't necessarily an upgrade to me. I thought he just was serviceable, and obviously that's Brazil's weakest point is the right back position. And But to be honest with you, it can be argued that defensively, I don't really know who's worse, Marcelo or Fagner. I need, I'm yet to see that. Um, I'm going to say Fagner just because I haven't watched any Fagner games yet. But we'll see. And Brazil's fullback situation is going to be addressed. Also, post-game, I saw a lot of people saying that they prefer Doug. They think Douglas Costa to start over Willian because Douglas Costa did initiate offense in the second half that Brazil was uh, somewhat kind of lacking in the first half, to be honest with you. But I'm be, I think that Willian starting is perfect. Douglas Costa is not the 90-minute dude. Go check T- Douglas Costa's stats this year. He's not some supreme baller. You know, he has he has decent stats, and that's because he excels in a certain role. He's not a guy you can put everywhere. Just because you like how he does these plays doesn't mean that it always works for 93 minutes. I think Douglas Costa coming in off the bench for Willian is a lot better because Willian in the first half provides all the creativity you need. He does the crosses. He's extremely talented. People like to get on William really fast. I don't know why. I'm pa- I'm patient William because I know what he can do, and he's a free kick free kick wizard. He's crazy good at free kicks. But more importantly, what he does that Douglas does that Douglas Costa doesn't do is he plays defense. In the first half, you don't want to really give up a lot of counterattacks and dangerous positions, and especially on a right on a fullback situation that Brazil has with a right back that is gone, Dani Elvis. You're playing a Fagner, who's his first World Cup. Lord knows how many caps he has. I want Willian out there because I know he's going to provide the defensive relief and not count on Fagner to 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 hold it down back there. A winger that's able to come back and help on defense is enormous, and that's going to cover up maybe a little bit of the weak holes that Brazil has. I mean, to be real with you, I wouldn't even be mad if Brazil played Willian at fullback because I'm like, yo, if 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 Lucas Vasquez can do it, then I think Willian might be able to. Just to be honest with you, even though Cavani destroyed him. As Bam would say, um, as I was saying, uh, William, you know, William coming out, 
second half. I don't have a problem with that. We got to get this going. That's no problem. I think Douglas Costa plays really well against players that have already been playing in the game. They're a little more tired. They're not 100% fitness. They're probably in their 80% energy. He comes in there with those legs. It's he, it's perfect. It wears the defense down even more. He's fast. He's frustrating to guard. I love it. Keep it going. Don't If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Honestly. All right, so end of the game. A long game. A little rough to watch. Um, missing goals constantly. Brazil, Neymar, um, getting getting feisty out there, saying some wild cuss words in Spanish. I was like, yo, can't you? Calm, calm down, son. Calling people puto and saying other stuff I don't want to pronounce on here because I can't pronounce it and it's inappropriate. Um, yeah, he was getting kind of wild back there, and you could tell there's a lot of there's there's you can the, 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 no one ever said Neymar is not a fiery dude. He he gets it cracking. Um, but what's crazy is that he attempted two rainbows in this game. Two. <laughs> it's like, yo. Everybody's doubting me, blah, blah, blah. Um, they're all going to try to tackle me. But I'm going to keep doing these rainbows because I'm down for somebody to come and cleat my neck off. That's what it feels like to me. We did those rainbows like I'm down. That's what's up. But if you get hurt, that's all your fault. Like, we I'm, we don't need the rainbow at the bottom of the touchline. Granted, we didn't need one of deals rainbows and flicks too. But I just feel like you're just it's dangerous, dog. It's group stage versus Costa Rica. Why would you, I feel like, especially after the World Cup you had last year where you got injured, you need to start playing smarter. Not, not more, no one asked you to be more creative. No one said you should be more skillful. No one said this is, but be smarter. Take care of yourself because Brazil really needs you. They do. I don't think it's the same situation as, as Messi. When he leaves Argentina in the three or two games that Argentina played with retired Messi, by the way, the man... Never forget, walked away from that team. So if you're asking him to give you the kind of effort that you want, impossible because the man already quit on you. When someone quits on you, they're never going to have the drive they had before. They quit on you. Argentina plays, played really well without Messi during qualifiers or whatever that was, the tournament that was. Brazil doesn't play the same without him. Coutinho doesn't play in that role well. He doesn't excel as being the primary left wing, but Martino is a great role player, and he showed it again today. Um, coming from the middle, which Bam says he doesn't like him in the middle, scored a, a beautiful shot um, inside the 18. Uh, Gabriel Jesus almost was going to score that, but Coutinho got it first, and I'm happy. I just, Brazil needed that goal, and they can take a uh, uh, you know uh, a exhale a little bit and breathe because. The next game should be easier, and Brazil should be able to advance. It's just now they're back on top of the group. Um, but post-game, you know, Neymar crying. I mean, at first I heard it was because he broke a record. Then I checked he didn't break any records yet because he only has 56 goals and Pele has 95, so we're not there yet. And he's crying, and the comments after and his Instagram saying that, People don't understand what it took to get me here. Over, I was overjoyed. Look, dog, I feel you. I absolutely feel you. You wanna, you letting it all out. It was an emotional game. You scored that goal. It was. You thought you were gonna lose, and you scored two goals in extra time. That's an emotional ride. But just, you know, cameras are on you. You know what perception is. You only. It's it's really easy to create negative perception of yourself, but it's hard to manage keeping a good perception. And I think that. He needs more people in his corner telling him how he should walk, how he should move about. Because 
when you're doing that, it's just unnecessary. You're starting to bring the questions of 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 your emotional emotional fortitude. Crying during a group stage match versus Costa Rica on the ground like that, I, I personally don't think. I think it's excessive. Just go to the locker room, dog, and have a cry fest. Let it all out in the locker room. Throw a chair, scream, pour some champagne, whatever. But on the mid, to like fall on the ground in the middle of the field and cry. Like, dude, we didn't win the World Cup yet, dog. We beat Costa Rica, son. Granted, that's something America can't even do, but you, you beat Costa Rica, dog. That was all I have to say. www.wemadeitpodcast.com Make sure you guys go check it out. Every single episode is on there. Enjoy yourselves. Listen to everything. We've got the best beats per every 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 episode has a different song we start off with. It's going hard. Te- message us if you want. You can email us at we made podcast.com at gmail.com. I mean actually we made it podcast at gmail.com. Sorry about that. Bam's gonna hate me because of that. Um, we made it podcast on all social media. Link up with us, talk to us, let us know how you feel. If you think this is stupid, tell Bam so I can never have to do this thing again because this is my 1,000th take and I hate it. And also make sure you check us out. Brand new. We're on Spotify. I know y'all hate downloading podcast apps as much as I do. Spotify has podcasts and we're on there. It's so convenient. I love it. Check us out. It's dope. Make sure you guys take care of yourselves. Trump, stop putting those kids in those cages. And love y'all. I'm out. World Cup is going on. Still group stages, um, which is kind of boring for, for me. <laughs> I wish Caesar was here for that. Um, but it's starting to heat up. You know what I'm saying? Um, there was uh, some game. Let me, let me get into these games. I don't know if we ever covered these games. Uh, Uruguay beat uh, Saudi Arabia. So now... What's the name? Saudi Arabia and Egypt are out of the World Cup. Um, that game was kind of funny, actually, because on the real, Saudi Arabia kind of outplayed Uruguay, but Uruguay just like had better athletes in like a better condition and just kind of like more sharp. They only had it was one zero. Uh, Suarez scored a goal off a uh, off a corner. The Saudi goalie missed the punch, and it just kind of fell to Luis Suarez. Uh, and Cavani did play very well again. Couldn't couldn't get the goal. But uh, 1-0 Uruguay, Saudi Arabia is out, and Egypt is out. Um, but I, but Mohamed Salah got, uh, what, what did he get, like some honorary citizenship in Chechnya? Something like that? Uh, the uh, the the uh, pre- the uh, governor or whatever of uh, Chechnya gave him some kind of pin and some kind of honorary citizenship. I've seen people going crazy about that <laughs> on, <laughs> on social media because everybody hates that guy in Chechnya. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, Chechnya has been through a lot, and uh, I feel like Gro- Grozny is uh, looking a lot better these days. Um, I'd like to visit. Um, Portugal beat Morocco 1-0. Um, Ronaldo had a header. I want to say it was in the third or fourth minute. He had a nice header. I think it was off a corner, or maybe it was a set piece. I, I can't remember. That game was a few days ago. Uh, Morocco is out, and Portugal is through. Uh, or through to the next round, <laughs> not like through, like over, uh, not like Argentina, um, Iran, uh, uh, Iran played Spain, Spain won one zero, uh, Diego Costa scored some little accident goal and 
I think he's got three goals so far in the World Cup, but I do still think he's the weakest link, and he is the weak link, and he will be the cause uh, of, of their demise if they do end up going down in flames, even though I think I did pick them to win the World Cup. Uh, <laughs> but keep an eye on that because, you know, I, I've had some uh, correct predictions this World Cup, like Germany uh, losing to Mexico. That was your boy. Um, okay, let's get into the games from yesterday, yesterday being Friday, uh, June 22nd, uh, off top, Nigeria did beat Iceland 2-0, I think your boy Ahmed Musa scored both those goals, I didn't watch the game, I only watched the last 10 minutes of the game, I did see, uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson, uh, sky some penalty, uh, so I don't think, it, it, it I, I feel like maybe Iceland still has a shot. Um, they got to beat uh, Croatia, though, <laughs> or something like that, because they tied Argentina, obviously, 1-1. So I think they still, they're, they're not out of it technically yet, I don't think. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they did lose Nigeria 2-0. Um, I, I wish I watched the game for, for whatever reason I didn't watch it. Um Okay, let's go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and get into the Brazil Costa Rica game. Um, there's kind of a lot to say about this, but I don't want to. I feel like Caesar probably talked about it a lot, so I'm not gonna say too much. Uh, maybe I will. Um, let me go through the game a little bit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. You know, I keep it real on the microphone. I, I did. I, I. This is Bam. I hate to watch games after. Like, I hate to watch a game after it already finished. So, or if I already know the result. I recorded the game. The game was at 5 in the morning here in California. I recorded the game. I was like, you know, I'm just going to watch the game fresh. I'm going to watch Brazil versus Costa Rica. You know, my fake play cousin, uh, Michael Umania, played for Costa Rica. I don't know if he got called up for the World Cup. But, so, I got up and watched the game. I, I made sure I didn't check any social media, nothing. I, I had no idea what the score was. Go to watch the game, watching the game. <laughs> and then I just go to my like browser on my phone and they got like some random news article on the bottom part that says on Google Chrome that uh, <laughs> Brazil won the game and Neymar and Coutinho scored. I was so salty. I found that out in like the, at, like at the first half. But in the beginning, I did uh, have some notes here. Um, in the fifteenth minute, in the fifteenth minute, I wrote that uh, Brazil was on the front foot, but Costa Rica had their chances. Um, in the sixteenth minute, I did notice that uh, Neymar's ankle got stepped on, and he was limping a little bit and looking hella mad. Um, by the twentieth minute, I did know that Neymar had been fouled hard. I think three times, and maybe one of them wasn't actually called a foul, but he had been hit hard or like had like a kind of a crunching tackle at least three times by the 20th minute. Um, and then like in the first half, I noted that uh, Gabriel Jesus was defending a lot. Then at the first half, I found out what happened in the game and I was mad. So I just fast forward to the, I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm fast forwarding to the goals. I was fast forwarding for a long time. I mean, it took a while to get to the goals. Um, so the 91st minute Coutinho, uh, there was a cross by Marcelo. Um, there were two touches in the box by Firmino and Gabriel Jesus. And then it ended up being a tap in for Coutinho. Anytime you get in two offensive touches in the box, there's going to be a goal. 
But I got to credit Costa Rica up until that point. I know there was like the penalty uh, shout for Neymar before that. Costa Rica's playing a good game, you know? And and honestly, if you watch the game, Costa Rica, like, obviously they don't have the athleticism as um, as Brazil or just like the, you know, their their players aren't playing at the highest levels that as those Brazil players. But they had a real cohesive type of like, you know, they, they were doing their thing. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, but 91st minute, you know, that wasn't like some... Like, they didn't get outplayed on that goal. It just happened that uh, Firmino got his head to it. Gabriel Jesus actually was trying to... It looked like he was trying to shoot it, but it kind of just came off his shin. And honestly, if he would have if he would have connected more, the, the, there's no way he would have scored that. Um, but it just kind of, like, came off of his shin, and then uh, Coutinho was able to tap it in. Um... Yeah, that was that was uh that that was pretty much it. And then in the 97th minute, uh Neymar got that goal. Um what, what the heck did I write here? You know I can't read my handwriting. Um it, it was lazy from Costa Rica. That's what I wrote. Um Costa ended up passing it in for Neymar's tap in. Um There's a lot of talk about Neymar's game, like like how he was playing. He did try. <laughs> he did try to hit like two rainbows. Uh, I didn't hate those rainbows. Like I didn't hate them. Um, you know, they, they they were okay. One of them was by like the touchline, and it was like kind of like it, it was a it was actually a good play in my my opinion. Um, there was another one. It was just it was. You know, I I wish Caesar was here so I could just ask him if Neymar's extra because I feel like he would say yes. And and I don't think he he is okay. You know what? He he's extra like doing that. I don't hate it personally, but in soccer they hate it. Like they have to like you for you to be able to do stuff like that. Like if Messi did it, nobody would care. Um, but him doing it. Like, do what you got to do, but, like, somebody's going to, like, you're, you got to be expecting a hard foul. And it's the group stage against Costa Rica. (laughs) Yo, it it ain't worth it. Like, it's just not worth it. Like, if somebody just come in and take that knee out, like, nobody's going to remember that guy and you're out for the rest of the World Cup because you're trying to embarrass people. I'm not mad at it personally, but you know how the soccer world is. Um... To, to keep it real with you, like I'm, I'm looking at this article on BBC and they're saying that Neymar dove on that penalty shout. Um, but I didn't see it live, sadly. Um, so yeah, I, I guess he did dive. That's what people are saying that he dove. Um, I, I didn't listen to what Caesar said. He watched the game through and through. Um, I just kind of saw the end. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Neymar was crying after the game and I, I, we, I, I talked to Caesar about it and he was just like, you know, like it, it, it's a lot. Like, why are you crying after the game? You know what? It like, I would say like, yo, like don't be crying on the pitch, but like after a group stage match where you won, but there's so much pressure on Neymar. Like there's so much pressure and you can't tell somebody how to react emotionally. Like, 
I, like that's just like a release valve of them getting that win there and you know they're feeling so much pressure and it wasn't an easy game that was a hard hard game they didn't score until the 91st minute um you can imagine like just the difference between uh uh, uh Gabriel Jesus kind of getting more contact on that ball and it just flying out for a goal kick and completely changing the complexion of that game. And maybe Costa Rica just starts fouling like crazy and it ends up zero, zero. Like what are we saying about Brazil? If they end up zero, zero against um, Costa Rica after a one, one tie against Switzerland, what are we saying? Like, what are we saying at that point? Like they got to like really beat Serbia. Like they, they're in a must win against Serbia at that point. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, cause I think, uh, I think Switzerland did end up beating Serbia. I want to say it was two zero, but it could have been two one. I, I can't remember. Um, we're like the, the narrative is completely changing. If Brazil goes zero zero It's so weird. I'm like looking in the mirror and it's like just myself. It's not Caesar there. Uh, it's the narrative's completely changing. If it's zero zero against Costa Rica, like, and people already hate Neymar. Like they're going to be saying to bench him. Like they're going to be saying to bench Neymar if they end up zero zero and they end up getting that goal in ninety first minute and then like Neymar's goal was kind of whatever it was it was a pointless irrelevant goal I mean Costa Rica was kind of deflated after they got that after that ninety first minute goal so they just got that Brazil got that goal Costa Rica is being lazy at that point so let you know I don't think him scoring that goal was really important but. I could imagine Neymar is just feeling so much pressure and just the fact that they got that W because nobody's going to remember this game. Like it's a group stage game in the World Cup. Like nobody's going to remember this by the quarterfinals. Nobody's going to remember this game. Or if Brazil ends up winning the World Cup or they end up losing or crashing out whenever, like nobody's going to look back to their game against Costa Rica. But um, unless they would have ended up zero zero, like the fact that they won is just like, you're supposed to win. But if they end up losing or if they ended up tying zero zero, there's a lot of lot of talk around that game and around Neymar specifically, especially because he's hot, busting out rainbows and he's uh, allegedly diving for penalties and Vars taking it away. They're talking about him a lot. Getting that win is a lot of pressure on Neymar. So him after the game, I could imagine that he's just like sitting there like, you know, I'm, I'm glad it's over and we got the W and it just kind of came out emotionally. And, you know, he, he, Neymar catches the hard fouls, maybe his leg hurt, but it's just a lot of pressure. So, you know, you can't really tell somebody how to react. You know, would I have rather him you know, just run into the locker room and cry? Yeah, because I don't want like Neymar is treated unfairly. I do think some of it is his. He brings it upon himself, but I do think the, the media treats him very unfairly. They love to hate Neymar, um, and, and it's not as bad as Ronaldo, but like they be loving to hate them some Neymar. Um, and I and I know he hears that stuff and he sees that stuff, and people tell him like, "Yo, this is what they're saying about you," or "This is what you're doing." And I do feel like he changed up his game a little bit um, from the Switzerland game. He was giving the ball away a little bit faster. He wasn't like trying to hold on to the ball as long. Um, and I think he probably realized that like all these other teams are here to play. They ain't playing no games and they're not like, they're here to like really get it cracking. And people aren't looking at Brazil. Like 
Like, I don't think these teams are looking at Brazil like, oh, we got to park the bus. Um, they're, they're like, look, we're going to have to play against, we're going to have to play our game against them. And, you know, we got a shot. And and honestly, obviously, Switzerland tied them. Um, and Costa Rica had them tied for 90 minutes at 0-0. So, it, you know, at this point, it's looking like these teams can go toe-to-toe with Brazil. Um, and it just, you know, Costa Rica is a much lesser competition. Um, Switzerland is too on the low, but, um, who's to say like, what's going to happen when they, when they meet these, uh, much better teams. And I'm really, I'm not to say I'm concerned, but like, I'm really interested in the Serbia game actually, because Serbia has like some really big bodies. They got Matic. They got that dude from, uh, Lazio, uh, damn, what's his name? Something, is it something savage? Uh, I, I kind of know, I know his name, but I can't remember it right now. It's kind of, you know, but, uh, the dude, he's, he's like a midfielder for, uh, Lazio. He's good. They got some good players over at Serbia. So it's, uh, that, that might end up being a game on the low, kind of difficult for Brazil. They they can run around them kind of, but they got some big bodies. They're not scared. They're tough dudes. Um, I, who else is on Serbia? Is it, uh, Kolarov is on Serbia. Who's a baller, uh, fearless, um, they, they they could end up being tested by Serbia, actually. So so I, I don't know when that game is. I want to say it's Wednesday. So I'm, I'm actually kind of concerned about that game because uh, I think no matter what, I feel like Brazil will be through. But um, that could end up being a... T- well, you know what? I think Serbia beat Costa Rica. And you know what? Maybe Brazil's not um, through yet. I, I have to, I'd have to look. I, I should have looked that up. That's That's my bad, but... Um, with a tie and a win, um, and Switzerland has a tie and a win. Serbia did beat Costa Rica too. Um, if Serbia beats Costa, if Serbia beats Brazil, I think they go through. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't think that Brazil's safe yet. And that Serbia game on the low is important. Um, we've seen Brazil. Look, we talked about this before. Um, oh, and hopefully I remember this before. Well, I'll I, I bring that when I talk about Argentina. Hopefully, okay, we saw Brazil glide through qualifiers. They 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 was gliding through qualifiers. They looked amazing during qualifiers. Um, but they haven't looked like that so far in this World Cup. Um, and one of the things, I mean, me and Caesar talked about this on episode 55 last episode. I still think that they should not start Coutinho. It sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. If you're going to start Gabriel Jesus, who is, I like him. He, he's, he, he hustles a lot. I feel like he kind of needs a little bit of help up top. And that help is Paulinho. Um, who's the real, honestly, I, I, I on the low, I, I, I would say just start Paulinho as the nine, but if you're going to have Paulinho in the midfield and you're going to have name, uh, Coutinho as a left midfielder with Neymar over there, I feel like you should not have Coutinho and have maybe Fernandinho or Renato Augusto or some, one of these guys, um, y'all, y'all hear that Portuguese accent? Don't sleep. Uh, <laughs> But we'll see. I do think Chi Chi's going to make some changes in the next game. Um, actually, know it. 
I, I take that back. I think he's going to keep the same lineup. Um, we, the only I think the only change we saw was uh, Young Fogner starting for Danilo, and he did look nervous for a lot of the game. Um, but oh, let, let's be real. The game, the first half, I felt like he looked a little bit nervous. But um, yeah, I do think they should not start Coutinho and just like let him come in if if they if they need him, like some kind of uh, shooting offensive uh, power. And if you're going to bring him in, kind of let him be more of a central player um, where he can kind of be around the box. On the low, they should have brought up Taliska. They should have, they should have called up Taliska. Um, but yeah, that was a Brazil versus Costa Rica. Um, good game. And uh, luckily for Neymar and Brazil, they got that win. It could have easily gone another direction. Um but let's get into the big, big game. Oh, best believe I was watching this game, the entire game, <laughs> Argentina versus Croatia. Now, I'm sure Caesar talked about this in a similar way that I'm about to talk about it. But, <laughs> you know, that's that's because we do this. Um, let me just say once again, um, I'm sure I said I'm sure we said this last episode. I'm sure we did. Argentina in the World Cup qualifiers, it needs to be investigated. And also, I did find the clip of us talking about it back in October. And hopefully I remember what I want to do is just put that clip at the end of this uh, or maybe at the end of my. Well, I don't know which section I'm going to put first, Caesars or, or mine. Maybe I'll put Caesars first. I think it's a shorter. Um, I'll put that clip from October at the end. So you can hear us saying that, yo, this last round of qualifiers, Ecuador brought out a C team because uh, I listened to the clip again. And in the, and like there's some kind of conspiracy there. We sa- said that in October. We were the only, only one saying that. Um, so, yeah, Argentina was gifted this World Cup on the real because I feel like I remember our, I feel like I remember Ecuador beating Argentina like three zero. Uh, during qualifiers, Ecuador was balling out in qualifiers for 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 a matter of time, and in that last round of qualifiers, they let Argentina slip through, and, and Messi had like a hat trick. Um, I feel like the only dude that was like out there for real for for Ecuador's Inter Valencia, and he was trying to you know he was he was uh, worried about his child support. Anyway, um, let's let's get into the game: Argentina versus Croatia. Off top, their lineup was wild. I feel like last week or the week before last, we were talking. Me and uh, I was saying like you can't be running a three man back line at the World Cup. Oh, and I also have here a lot of quotes from a very uh, important person. I- I'm going to talk about this after I get into the game, but uh, somebody who's connected, uh, well connected to uh, Argentina, uh, Argentina's team, a legend. I'm going I'm to. I listened to an, him talking about the game afterwards, and I have some quotes of his. Um, <laughs> did I write down what he said about the three man back line? Yeah, yeah, I did. But yeah, off top, I was like, yo, what is, what is going on here? Sao Pauli is just a weirdo and he, th- he's too smart for his own good. Like, well, not too smart, but like he's out, he's out thinking himself. Like you're playing a three man back line. It's the, it's the world cup, dude. Like, can you just chill? Barcelona this season was playing a four, four, two Barcelona was literally playing a 4-4-2. Real Madrid half the season playing and last season playing a 4-4-2. Uh, 
it, like you don't have to do all this. Like you don't have to do it. Uh, Max Allegri half the time was playing a four four, uh, a, not a four four two, but a, a, like a a four man backline um, at at uh, Juventus. Like it's okay. Like you don't have to do some elaborate lineup, dude. Like not I'm not telling him he had to play a four four two, but just play a four three three. Like relax. Like it's three five two or three four three set up. Like just relax. The biggest problem you playing a four four two is you got you're starting Javier Mascherano in the midfield, and that's a mistake off top. Okay, but anyway, let's get into the game. Um, and and then the Croatia's lineup. You know, they're, they're I mean they're a solid lineup, but all right, whatever. Well, let's just get into it. Thirteenth minute, I saw that Dejan Lovren, who is not very good, but for whatever reason Argentina could not expose him. Um, he saved a goal, but shout out to him. He did make it to the world cup final. Um, 15th minute Argentina and Croatia were both playing well. That's what I wrote in the 20th minute. I wrote that Messi was doing his thing. Um, there was a lot of times, honestly, I wrote it later, later on in the game that like Argentina was going to score. I, there were, I, there was times where I felt like they were going to score. Um, in the 32nd minute, I put, I, I wrote that Argentina was playing well and Croatia was making some mistakes. Um, let, off top, VAR is trash. VAR is trash. VAR is trash. I want to name the episode VAR is trash. Forty um, fifth minute, Croatia. Uh, one of the Croatia dude got stomped on hard and reckless, and they uh, they looked at VAR and they didn't call a foul when it should have been a yellow card. I don't know if anybody remembers that play, but whatever. First half uh, ends up zero zero. Um, in the, the second half, fifty third minute. Oh my lord. So Sergio Romero, uh, the starting goalie for Argentina, who starts nowhere else, uh, <laughs> he he got injured before the World Cup, I guess. He said that he was fine and he could have came, but whatever. So Argentina, this like, you know, people consider Argentina one of the top, you know, national teams in the world. They got to bring out a dude named Willie Caballero, who they said only made 13 appearances this last season. 13 appearances? You're telling me that Argentina don't have no other goalie? Who's the goalie for Boca Juniors? Who's the goalie for River Plate? Who's the goalie for Rosario? Like, who are... There might not be any other top Argentine goalies in Europe. There might not be. But... The top teams in Argentina gotta ha- there's gotta be some goalie that you can have that at least played in Copa Lib and played in the whole hella long uh uh Argentine Clausura Apertura one of them. But they are starting Willie Caballero, who literally he he I've I've seen him play when he was at Man City against uh, whatever I'm not gonna get to I, I can't remember but this dude 53rd minute. Trying to be fancy, trying to be fancy, trying to be Iggy Azalea, trying to kick, chip some little ball out, and it fall. Now, <laughs> my bad, because I don't remember the guy's name from, from Croatia. I just thought he was number eighteen. Uh, don't don't be trying to act like y'all know the names from the Croatian players, unless you're like a Croatia stand or you're Croatian. Number eighteen, Golasso, Golasso. It wasn't an easy goal. Um, he got, he wrapped his foot around it. It was a very nice goal after Willie Caballero tried to chip it out and he just fell to the Croatian dude. And, 
that that number eighteen dude got it in the in the in the got it in the net. Um, Willie Caballero could have saved it. Um, like like I mean, I guess he had a chance to save it. It wasn't just like totally out of his way, but one zero off of Willie Caballero's mistake. Now, <clears throat> when something like that happens, like there there's sometimes when the goal is like one person's fault, you got to make up for it somehow. Like I don't know how, but you got to make up for it somehow. For a goalie, you can't let in no other goals. I don't care what happens. You can't let in no other goals. Anyway, right then, Croatia's up 1-0. The Argentine fans are whistling that dude after for the rest of the game. As they should, they should whistle whistled him harder. Um, but first big, like, I was like, what in the world is going on? Uh, Sao Paulo brings on Higuain for Kunaguero at the 55th minute. Why? 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 I literally wrote, but why? <laughs> what is the purpose of that? What, like, like, I, 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 like, why are you bringing on Higuain for Kunaguero? Like, why though? Like, you can't tell me that there is a solid reason to bring in Higuain for Kunaguero. If anything, bring in Higuain and leave in Kunaguero. But there's no logical, like, I don't think Kunaguero was hurt. There's no reason to say, hmm, we're down a goal in the 54th minute. Let me bring in Higuain for Kunaguero. Like, there, there, there's no reason for that. Anyway, um, who, 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 on the 56th minute, <laughs> Uh, Pavone came off for, I think, I, I think his name is Salvio. And I just wrote, I have no idea who either of them are. Um, after that, I wrote that, um, uh, Rakitic was defending really well. He, he had a very good game and, and, and it's really cool because his, um, defensive work ended up, uh, you know, he, he got rewarded for his defensive work later on six 68th minute. Uh, Dybala came on. I don't know who came off. Probably some guy I've never heard of. Um, but Dybala came on and I thought that that was, uh, I thought that that was a good move. Um, and maybe, maybe Higuain, I'm sorry, maybe Sao Paulo was like, well, they play together. Let me just bring them, have, have them both on because they play together. But if, if that's what his thought process, he's stupid, uh, like straight up. And I can't wait to get into what, uh, this legend said about him. But if he said, oh, I'm going to bring in Higuain and Dybala because they play with each other at Juventus, like, you're so stupid. Like, you're not smart, dude, if that's your... Because, obviously, yeah, they play together, but there's no Messi there. Anyway. um, What is this in the 70th minute? Um, oh, whatever, I'll skip that. In the 74th minute, I wrote that Argentina was going to score. Honestly, I really thought that Argentina was going to score. Maybe, maybe I just thought that because nothing ever goes my way and I didn't want Argentina to score. But I wrote that Argentina was going to score. But that didn't happen, obviously. In the 80th minute, um, Golasso um, by Modric. I mean, Golasso. I mean, it was, it was an amazing goal. I also put that Rakitic ball. I think Rakitic was the one that got on the ball. Uh, Rakitic had some, leading up to the goal, Rakitic was playing. At, like, I put that he balled out on that play. Um, But... Modric just like picked out that right uh, corner of the net. I mean, 
Willie Caballero like almost got it, but like, oh, it was an amazing goal. It's one of those just like very pinpoint, like, you know, it's like, hey, hit this like piece of grass here, you know, and he'd hit it. Like it was a bullseye. It was beautiful goal. Argentina was crushed. I mean, honestly, they weren't even hardly running around anymore. I feel like Messi like walked for the rest of the game. Um, in the in the in the uh, Kovacic came on after that. It's two zero. Kovacic came on, and honestly, I felt I was like Kovacic is on. They're gonna score again, dude. <laughs> like Kovacic is a baller. Like I don't know why he doesn't start. Maybe because like other dudes are better than him. Like in in, in kind of like what Croatia wants to do. But Kovacic is a baller. Anybody that knows, um, anybody that's listened to this listens to this podcast know that Kovacic is a straight up and down baller. Um, Kovacic came on. In the 85th minute, there was a scrap. Uh, they kind of like got it popping. Um, Otamendi kicked the ball at uh, Rakitic's head, or, or like, yeah, like in his. I think it hit him in the head, and honest, he got a yellow card. And honestly, it should have been a red card. I don't know what VAR is for. They said they went and looked at that at VAR. If they looked at that at VAR, they didn't give him a red card. VAR is trash. We already know VAR is trash. That should have been a red card on Otamendi, um, because he kicked the ball on purpose. Uh, Vida for Croatia also, I feel like he had a really good game. In the 91st minute, uh, Rakitic scored, um, I, I can't really remember, some kind of counterattack. It was, the game was over. I barely even put any notes for that goal. But um, Kovacic just, like, Rakitic shot the ball. Uh, Caballero saved it and went to Kovacic. Kovacic very composed, just uh, laid it off to Rakitic, and Rakitic just put it in the, in the bottom corner. 3-0, Argentina uh, looked... I don't want to say they looked bad for most of the game, but they just, they, they looked like one of the weaker teams in the world cup. And that might be the case because they barely got there. Um, well, I don't even say they barely got there. They were gifted being in this world cup that should be investigated. Um, yeah. So the, the game was just like, you know, everybody has this same kind of rhetoric, like, oh, Messi can't do it on his own. If anybody watched that game, there was no aspect of that game where Messi trying to do it on his own. Argentina just doesn't have good players. Now, I want to get into um, what this Argentine legend, uh, Diego Maradona, had to say about this game. Um, If Cesar was here, (laughs) he'd be salty about this. He'd be like, what? What? Who cares what he had to say? But I feel like this game, there's no better person. Um, And I I just happened, (coughs) excuse me, I just happened to cross this uh, interview. I was uh, going through my YouTube and I seen, uh, you know, obviously I subscribed to Telesura because I'm gangster like that. Uh, and I seen that Maradona, it was like 30 some minutes. I was like, oh, I need, it was like, you know, going to be about the game. I was like, I need to watch this. Um, obviously, Diego Maradona, Argentine legend, they did win the World Cup. He won the, he won the World Cup with uh, Argentina in 1986. Um, that World Cup, he did have five goals and five assists. Um, I'm just going to, there were just like some things that I just wrote down from what he said. And I just want to just talk about some of them because they were very relevant. And I think he's, you know, more than qualified to speak about this game. Uh, he was there at the game as well. Um, off top, he was just like, we can't be getting destroyed by Croatia. <laughs> he was like, he was like, it's not like it's Italy or Brazil. He also said the Netherlands even though they suck now, but like, obviously they used to be balling out the Netherlands, but he was just like, it's not like Italy or Netherlands or Brazil. He was like, like basically like I could see that, but like not against Croatia. Like we can't get him beat like that. Um, 
he said he put a lot of blame on the president of Argentine Federal, uh, the, the Argentine uh, Federation, uh, Tapia. Uh, he said he has a lack of authority and he is surrounded by people that don't know anything about football. Uh, that's what Maradona said about Tapia. Um, he said that. Um, he, OK, uh, let me just say this about uh, like the kind of the leadership between Sao Paulo and Tapia. And then I'll get into that a little bit. Um, he said that um, Tapia, he said there's a lack of leadership. Um, and he said it starts from the top, from Tapia down to like the last person uh, who is part of like Sao Paulo's group of like coaches or whatever. He also said about Sao Paulo, he said like problems aren't solved by computers and drones. He was kind of clowning Sao Paulo. He doesn't like Sao Paulo, obviously. We, we quoted uh, Maradona about Sampali before. Um, he's not a big Sampali guy. Um, he said that... But now, okay. For me, obviously, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors with uh, the Argentine Federation. But can you blame the Federation for, like, how they're playing on the pitch or, like, who they're calling up? Like, can you really blame the president of the Federation for that? I don't really think so. Like, I don't really see, like, unless they're not paying the guys or the guys are frustrated from, like, their, like, the facilities and things like that. And I, f- I feel like if that was the case, there would be a lot more outrage. I mean, obviously, Messi spoke out about that before, but that was some years ago. Um, but is it, is it the Federation right now? It's hard for me to get on board with that. But obviously, Maradona knows more than I do. Um, but it's hard to, like, it's tough to blame the president of the federation of what's going on on the actual pitch. Um, Sao Paulo, like you can blame Sao Paulo because who he's starting and, you know, the formation they're trying to play and like him, like kind of forcing a system on them. Um, like, like similar to like how you would blame uh, Jose Mourinho about like how Manchester United is like, yeah, they got good players, but like, look at the position kind of Mourinho's putting them in. They got to listen to this guy and his, weirdo tactics got them playing bad and and it's hard to it's hard to get the players to be motivated when they're like feeling like they're playing out of position or like the way the coach wants them to play is just like not to the best of their abilities um so yeah i feel like you could blame south Pauli for that but i don't know about um blaming the president but i don't know what's going on behind closed doors and i will kind of defer to in some degree to what maradona was saying um maradona also mentioned that messi is not a leader and he he's not um He's not, he doesn't have a leadership personality. He's not the guy that people rally around. And I feel like that kind of sucks the energy out of Argentina in a way. If the guy that gets all the attention and if you, and if you guys win, it's going to be, he won and it's going to be like, he did everything. If he's not the leader, I feel like that kind of sucks for those other Argentine players. I'm going to say this and I don't care what anybody thinks. I think Argentina would play better without Messi. And, and not in that formation. Um, he, some Paul, I'm sorry, uh, Maradona also said that they should not have been playing three in the back. He also said that they should not be playing three in the back. He, he mentioned that that's very hard to do. And what the hell are you doing playing three in the back? Uh, really makes no sense. Um, and he, as far as like on the pitch, he said that Argentina don't know how to play together and they don't know how to solve problems. He said that they were getting like dominated in the midfield and they just didn't know how to solve that. And and I don't like I don't know if that's some Pauli, I guess it is, but I don't know if that's also just like 
the players. Like, obviously that first goal was just like a fluke, but they did not score a goal. And you got to score. You're Argentina. You got Messi. You got Cunaguero. Uh, you got to score. They got close a couple times, but it was like, you know, they just look very non-threatening a lot for, for very long parts of the game. And Croatia just looked way more organized and just like smarter. And they got a, actually Acuna, I think Acuna played well. They were trying to do some stuff up that left side. But for whatever reason, it just didn't come off. And obviously, it didn't really come off against Iceland. And Messi got his penalty saved. And, like, he's just looking. I mean, they, they showed him before the game. And I did see it, too, when he was when they were doing the national anthem. And he's just kind of rubbing his head. He just looks like he's not really too into it. Um, but I feel like Messi is not really the leader. And there's got to be some more. There's got to be, like there's something missing in Argentina's team. There's something missing. And I don't know if it's like a certain type of player or it's just some poly. Like I was wondering why Sao Paulo didn't start Di Maria, why he didn't start um, Giovanni Lo Celso. Like start these guys. Why are you starting Mascherano? Like just play a 4-3-3. And if you want to have Mascherano in there in a 4-3-3, yeah, put him as like the defensive mid. But like, don't be having him starting in a, def- in a, in a, in a five man midfield. Like, it's too much sauce. It, 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 it was a crazy game. Nobody really expected Argentina to, to lose like that. I mean, I'm not trying to make no predictions like that. I was down to make the prediction that Mexico, who's playing right now, South Korea, when I last checked, it was 1-0. Some crazy handball penalty. Um, Like, I could see Germany losing to Mexico because I watch Mexico play and I know that Germany's overrated. Um, and, and I know that obviously Germany plays well, but like, I know they're overrated. Like their players aren't that crazy. Um, but like Argentina losing like that to Croatia, I could see Argentina losing to Croatia, but I would never say three <laughs> zero. I would say like maybe two one or something like that, but, or, or a tie. But, um, I, you know, honestly, I don't really know what I had in my brackets, but I did have Argentina not making it out of the group. And I do, I do still stand by that. Um, but yeah, Crazy game so far. Brazil beating Costa Rica 2-0. Croatia beating Argentina 3-0. What's going on in the condom bowl? Uh, Nigeria beat Iceland 2-0. I guess that's a little bit crazy too because everybody thinks Iceland's some like amazing team. We know why. We won't say why. Um, but yeah, World Cup is going on. Can't wait for these group stages to be over. <laughs> um, next week, obviously, we have some some uh, crazy games going on. Um, yeah, I I think it's not going to be like really turned up until, you know, we start getting into these like knockout games where like the stakes are a little bit higher. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, oh, oh. And hopefully I, I I'm, I'm going to hopefully, I think I'm going to put the last, those, those five minutes from that episode. Oh damn. What episode was it? I want to say it was episode 22 when we talked about Argentina and Ecuador. Um, because I do think that especially if Argentina doesn't make it out of the group stage, you got to look to that game. Honestly, you got to look to that game. And I just want to say, once again, we were the only people talking about that. Um, you know how we get it, give it up when we made a podcast. Check us out. We made a podcast.com. If you thought this episode was weird because uh, it's separate, sorry, but that's how we had to do it. Uh, hopefully it, it is smooth enough. I'll probably have the music in the beginning, a little music in the middle between me and C's, and then uh, have uh, uh, and then me coming in. Um but yeah, we made a podcast episode 56. 
Holla at y'all. We made it podcast.com at we made it podcast everywhere. We made a podcast on Spotify. Just search us. We're there. Yeah. See y'all later. Um, speaking of Argentina, Caesar, your mm. boy turned on <clears throat> your boy turned on being uh Inye, the Spanish channel, ah. so I could watch myself. Ecuador versus Argentina. I was so excited. I was like, yo, Ecuador. I remember they beat the shit out of Argentina. I think it was in Ecuador. It's already. a turned up game. Yeah, and like I'm like, Ecuador got good players. They got Caicedo. They got I was the like Ecuador blitzes. has really good fullbacks. For some oh, yeah, they got that one dude from Watford like with the number, hair. Yeah, number seven. Something like number <laughs> he's four. Like number something seven. Like that. I always forget his name, but he's a he good baller. He's, I don't know if he still plays for Watford. He played for Watford. Um, like, they, they used to have that one... The way, the way I want to say is that, Valencia, that one Valencia that, escaping the feds on a stretcher. Hold on, dog, because I got to get it. You, hold on, dog. Uh, Ecuador got good players. They were leading uh, Condon Bowl for a while. They were. Before Brazil uh, fired Dunga. Yeah. Ecuador was leading. They were balling, yo. Um, it didn't really end up for them that way, but it was really a travesty, and I don't know if this is a conspiracy or what, but they rolled out there with a C team. I never seen these guys before. Not one they, of them. Not one of these they, guys. They brought out the Frost Soft team. Yeah, like for real. I was like, yo, come on, yo. Like this is ridiculous. And it's to me it like really bothered me a lot because you know, there was a narrative going on that was talking about is Brazil going to going to going to try to lose on to, uh, yeah. to let Chile. and, and to Argent- uh, for Argentina to to not make it. They were doing that over and over and over, but nobody talk about Ecuador. nobody wanted to talk about Ecuador bringing out a B team, yeah, a C team, C uh, team. Like, like that made me mad. I'm like, what is this? Like, how come you're not attacking? You're attacking uh, Brazil, Brazil yeah. saying that aren't you going to do this? And the Brazilian players are over and over to me saying, no, we're we're here to play, yeah, yeah. man. Nobody's going like, to lose. Brazil. Miranda said it, and I hate Miranda. Miranda said it best. He said, when we were not about to make it, no one was out here taking losses for us. Absolutely So why not. are we going to take a loss for anybody? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, and so, but no one wants to question the Ecuador lineup. I looked at the lineup, I was like, do I really have to watch this? Yeah, honestly, honestly. Oh, and, and oh, congratulations, Messi, for scoring a hat trick against the Frostoff team. Good. Can we get into the game? You're going to start talking about the end of the game. We got to get into the game. See, they watch the game. Who? Who the hell was listening? <laughs> they didn't need to. They anyway, didn't be an eight. <laughs> no, it was gonna be an in yet. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> so uh, some dude, some black dude on Ecuador scored. <laughs> <laughs> some black dude on Ecuador scored. Well, I think his hey, name is hey, Ibarra. Which one? I know. Yeah, they're all black. But I was like, I was like, like honestly, I was like, okay, the dude scored in the first in the fortieth second. Dog. Mascherano is just over, dude. It's over for you. Like, Mascherano growing that beard so he can look old, so he can have an excuse. And I'm like, dog, like, you're done, yo. Like, who looked more washed up behind Mascherano? Like, Mascherano, he's washed, dog. It's over. Who, who are you more comfortable in the back line right now? Who? Mascherano or PK? PK. Absolutely. PK is still starting for Barcelona. Oh, he's not. It doesn't. Never it doesn't not, when is he not going to start? But honestly, I don't, it, I don't think that. He's a uh, Catalan hero. I agree, but I don't. I think that they would bench him if he was if he was playing really poorly. Uh, Caesar Mascherano last season was so bad. Pique, Mascherano's Argentinian. Yeah, but but still, PK 
is better than Marshawn. At least he's taller, yo. Like at least he can score yeah. a goal. He, he, he Marshawn is like a really, really, really bad Medell right now. Exactly. <laughs> like, and Medell went to Turkey and it was like, you know, like it, it might be over for this Inter Milan. So let me just go to Turkey. <laughs> let me just even though Inter Milan like ain't shit either. But he's like, you know, let me just kind of like like skate on. That too. He should go yeah. play for for uh, Gal- Galatasaray or whatever. No, he should go play for Portland Timbers. That'd be gangster. He should go play striker in Portland Timbers. <laughs> he could probably do it. Who's a friend? He could play midfield for Fernando sure. Adi or whatever. Play. Yes, an Adi Nigerian still <laughs> plays with him eight years what, later. What's worse, uh, Portland Timbers or the Timber from last night? Let's <laughs> just anyway, anyway, Timber from last night was rough. It was really bad. Um, okay, they've scored in the first minute. Messi ended up scoring, I think, two goals in the in the first half and one one goal in the second half. No, or maybe it was three goals in the first half. I can't remember. Inter Valencia, the only per- I was like, oh, wow, he came in the 41st minute. He did make things better, but I was like, yo, first of all, I don't know how they don't bring up, even, I wasn't really like listening to the broadcast, but yo, your boy Inter Valencia literally faked the death <laughs> so he could get picked up by the ambulance to escape child support police. The fa- And let me just show some love to Ecuador for having child support police in Ecuador, like that's, that's awesome. really dope. That's like, awesome. yeah, like that, that's really some women's rights out here for people not paying their child support. And you over here, we gonna arrest that guy who scores all these goals for I us. Like, the, the image in my head is just like him getting ran, like rushed running. To the he's running over there, and then he's like, like getting out of the. I'm like, yo, dog, like, what, what is this? I, can you imagine? Like, it's like a movie saying, scene. I want to watch it again. Seriously, can you imagine like what they're saying in the stands? <laughs> like, like, what the hell? Probably, he got babies. Man, if I was in that stands and right next to that truck, I'd be dying of laughter. It'd be the oh best God, day it'd ever. Be the best thing ever. Okay, Caesar. So I was watching Argentina, and I was like, okay, it's three one. Like this, this game's over. <laughs> Let me go and watch the second half of Trinidad versus USA. Ooh. At that point, I knew it was two zero in this going into the second half. I saw the. Uh,